3: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here with you on SportsGrid. On a Monday morning, I'm Kevin Wallace at Donnie Wrightside side and there is a lot to get to DRS. I don't want even want to I don't even want to waste time. The mm. top story no. in the 7 and 7 headlines is that the World Series is set. It is going to be the Houston Astros against the Philadelphia
5: Phillies. Here we go down the marching path towards a World Series championship and my goodness in the city of brotherly love the past few games have been absolutely incredible Bryce Harper amazing amazing performance in the NLCS but also let's talk about the Houston Astros putting the Yankees down in four games that's a tough road to hoe here for the Philadelphia Phillies but a World Series will begin Kevin this Friday night.
4: The Houston Astros have had an incredible ability to win tight. They have yet to lose a game so far this postseason. They've played seven of them, but only once have they won a baseball game by more than two runs. And four of these games have been decided by just one run. It has been tight baseball, but it has been winning baseball for Houston. Certainly not the case for the Yankees who become the team The first team to be eliminated in five consecutive uh, ALCSs, you know, reaching and not obviously being able to advance out. As far as the Phillies go, Donnie, you mentioned uh, a pair of games in Philadelphia where home field advantage felt real. The, The ballpark was rocking. It was palpable energy through the screen.
5: Yeah, it really was fun to watch, honestly. And even if you weren't a Philadelphia Phillies fan, people like big moments with superstars. And you had that one yesterday with Bryce Harper, and even had a little bit of that outside edge. The rain comes in, the Phillies have the lead. They lose the lead, a couple wild pitches, and yet setting the stage for Bryce Harper in the bottom of the eighth inning to send that crowd into a frenzy and hold on in the ninth inning. We're going to break this game down a little bit more because there was some questionable, questionable managing at a few different points in this ballgame.
4: The Astros, a minus 180 favorite to win the World Series on the series price against the Phils. Going over to the NFL, where there were some stunners, but none bigger than the biggest upset that has happened so far this season. A 13-and-a-half point favorite. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Carolina to play a division rival, and their starting quarterback, P.J. Walker, admits to fire sale, the final score is 21 to 3 just like you expected. Nope, it's Carolina who wins outright, no touchdowns for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they fall to three and four.
5: Yeah, Pittsburgh stinks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to that team, so I was under the guise that, all right, now is the perfect get-right chance against a team dead in the water just basically playing to get to the end of the season, and Tampa Bay got destroyed yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. There's no longer time to panic for Tampa Bay. This team stinks, and I think they're going to stink the rest of the year as well. I can't wait, Kevin, as I said, to break this game down. Boy, oh boy.
4: They have now lost four of their last stink. five games so often in the beginning of the season there was a pass given because of health but at some point when you lose consecutive games as a double-digit favorite there is a lot more going on than health especially when a lot of the main characters have returned to the fold if there's anything though to make the Bucks feel better is they're not alone in being massive disappointments come on down Green Bay Packers as they lose their third consecutive football game, once again booked as a favorite, four and a half to five and a half points against backup quarterback Taylor Heineke. As our radio audience enters the mix here on a Monday morning, the early line on Sirius XM channel 159, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Washington commanders beat the Green Bay Packers 23-23. 21 sending green bay to an also three and four record again three consecutive losses
5: yeah i thought this team was supposed to be more of a running team now all of a sudden without any wide receivers yesterday ran for 3.2 yards per carry kevin jones 23 yards on the ground a.j dillon quadzilla Punched in 15 yards yesterday. And oh yeah, Alan Lazard, six catches for 55 yards, left that game injured. So now Cobb's down and Lazard. I mean, don't confuse either one of those for Jerry Rice, but it is what it is. And the Green Bay Packers are not very good on offense. And every single person outside of the GM and Aaron Rodgers knew Green Bay would struggle at wide receiver. And here we are.
4: Again, the, the two-headed monster at running back in this game was apparently Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson, yeah. 30 carries for 132 yards. Tell you one team that's not having any problem scoring, the Kansas City Chiefs, best offense in football with an absolute bullet, my goodness. The Niners, one of the five best defenses in the sport. Here's 44 for you. Three passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes and 423 yards. Christian McCaffrey's debut ends without celebration. He had 38 rushing yards and chipped in 24 through the air.
5: But, 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 Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, look at his record. He's so good. He's going to lead him to victory. The game yesterday was the perfect synopsis here of we being the public, knowing Jimmy Garoppolo should never have been on the Niners. He can't lead you to big victories. And here are the Niners. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They got McCaffrey. They're three and four. Check yourself.
4: They were pretty bad record-wise last year. Overall, the Niners will be fine to a degree. Jimmy! But- Ceiling is capped, and it's why they went out and made a move for Trey Lance. Brady uh, and Rodgers struggling, and it opens things up certainly in the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys might just be there to take advantage with Dak back. And we saw Tua Tungavailoa step in on Sunday Night Football and lead a victory. How also, Donnie, about the fact that New York football is piping hot? The Giants do it again. And the Jets do it again. These teams are rocking and rolling. And over in college football, Oregon absolutely rolled UCLA have a great opportunity to go to the Pac-12 championship game. There's a lot to get to. You keep it here's the early line.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
6: Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: The World Series is set. Both. The American League and the National League have been able to see now who is going to represent them within the World Series. We begin on the National League side of things with the Philadelphia Phillies were the first to punch their ticket to the Fall Classic. 4-3 to three was your final score as they beat the San Diego Padres 4-1 in this series. The Phillies at home have been the absolute Real deal, Donna, your reaction to the Phil's advancing in this series overall?
5: Yeah, so much fun and and something, I guess, a little bit out of the norm where two weeks left to go in the Major League Baseball season, the Phillies had a playoff spot all but lined up and let it slip away where they needed a 3 to nothing win from an Aaron Nola start in Houston just to punch their ticket as the last team to get into the playoffs now. You could say one thing. Last year the Phillies wouldn't have made it into the playoffs with this record because they had to expand the playoffs this year for the Eagles even, excuse me, the Phillies even to make it in, which they did. They went on the road against the St. Louis Cardinals. I actually thought the Cardinals were the better baseball team, handled their business, winning the first two games in a sweep of that series. Then went up against the Atlanta Braves, who were everybody's pick to say, Don't count them out. Look at this baseball team. They know how to get it done and wax them. And then against the San Diego Padres in a quick five-game set where you didn't want to go back to San Diego, and they didn't have to. And also in epic fashion yesterday, Zach Wheeler's on the mound. He was tremendous. Then the rain started in. A long home run by Juan Soto to make it 2-1. to And then that one inning here, which was the top of the seventh inning where the Phillies got a base hit, or excuse me, a leadoff base hit at a Cronenworth for the Padres, and Wheeler exits the game, which is a questionable move. Dominguez comes in a couple of wild pitches later. This game, the Phillies are losing. So I do want to start with that matchup here. But overall, it was so much fun to watch late in that game where sometimes your superstars do let you down, but the scenario was perfect. Bryce Harper was locked in and hit a majestic home run opposite field to left field here and sent the Phillies into the World Series. In
4: sports, the postseason is where you prove yourself. And it is how you earn the title of best player in the world. It is why LeBron held that title for so long. It is how Giannis, with winning a championship, was able to take that crown. It's what defines Tom Brady. It's how Patrick Mahomes established himself in that league. At this point in time, Bryce Harper is the best player. In Major League Baseball, of players to play in multiple rounds, the best batting average this postseason, Bryce Harper. The most home runs, Bryce Harper. The most RBIs, Bryce Harper. As somebody that is watching the AL MVP struggle all postseason long, you can keep your almost regular season Triple Crown. How about a postseason Triple Crown? And powering his team through the playoffs. He's won an MVP with Philadelphia. There were people that laughed and blamed Bryce Harper somehow, oddly, that when he left and Washington won a World Series that he was holding that team back. No, look, things lined up great for the Washington Nationals. They absolutely did. But Bryce Harper has been everything and more the Philadelphia Phillies could want. And Donnie, I really do believe at this point in time, with really out much debate, that is the best player that this sport has to offer.
5: And it's, and it's fun to watch as well, because how many times do you hear about Bryce Harper? You know, the young 16-year-old phenom is going to get drafted young. He's actually been in the league over a decade already. And you can almost say somewhat, it, it's unfair to say underachieving, because what did you want? What was his star going to shine so high? We had to out hit Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron with home runs. And you look at his contract, 13 years, 13, excuse me, $330 million. And you say to yourself, it's worth every penny for moments like that. You got Bryce Harper. Why? Because you figured he'd be one of the best players in baseball, MVP. You got Bryce Harper because you figured once you got to the playoffs, you get that bona fide superstar that can come up big in the biggest moments, and he has done that here. Now, there's still one more series to go, and you're going to go against an opponent where you're the underdog once again to, but my goodness, he's given you every single thing you can have, and also, looking around Major League Baseball, when you could have signed Manny Machado that season, you could have signed Bryce Harper, the bigger you know market teams passing on Bryce Harper like the Yankees, not even picking up the phone. To actually make an offer to Bryce Harper. You see the success he's having right now. This is when sometimes you see those contracts, 300-plus minutes ago, they're never worth it. It's always going to come back to haunt you. The Phillies feel like they got a bargain on that 330.
4: As the team that they're going to go up against, the Houston Astros have played seven games so far in the postseason. They've won all seven. Jordan Alvarez, the superstar of the opening round here, a bit of combination. Jeremy Pena steps up, the replacement for Carlos Correa. Bregman, big moments, and a bullpen, Don, that was absolutely dominant here. A 4-0 sweep for the Houston Astros, the best team in the American League, absolutely dominates the American League portion of their postseason.
5: Yeah, and and there's, I mean, what else to say about the Houston Astros? And you're right, they're built for the playoffs. Why? Because all season long, it felt like, wow, look at that great lineup they have. But they continuously were an under team. Why? Great starting pitching, great bullpen, play some good defense, and you wind up with a sweep of the Yankees here. This is a tough opponent here for the Philadelphia Phillies, but also, One of those teams that's been there, done that. The rotations are going to be set, Kevin. We don't have a World Series game one until Friday. It's going to be probably Verlander versus Nola. You're going to get top pitcher to top pitcher. Bullpen's completely rested. We'll see how it plays out here. Quickly, we're talking about this Astros-Yankees game. I just wanted to flip it back to the Phillies and the Padres. You know me, Kevin. I love the bunt. I love the sacrifice bunt. I love the move guys on the bases with less than two outs, which means zero outs. Yes, fantastic. But there was an interesting part here in that ninth inning where the Phillies had first and second uh, against them. The Padres had first and second. Suarez comes in the game to relieve Robertson, who had got the first out, walked the next two batters. The bunt by Grisham really had me thinking here. It lines up second and third, which I get it. One swing of the bat on a base hit that you have the lead. But I didn't agree with that one bit. Rain coming down, high leverage, high pressure situation. I want two swings of the bat to try to tie this thing up. I questioned that bunt, which when it happened, Suarez picked it up, fielded it, and threw to first. The immediately thought was, yes, that's tremendous. That's two outs. Not the fact that there was going to be runners on second and third base. I thought that was a real managerial error there by the San Diego Padres. I don't know if Grisham did it on his own, but I thought that was certainly interesting. But the, there was no managerial errors here by the Houston Astros. They just took care of business. And how about this? Three to nothing after the second inning. Yankees getting all those feels about, remember when the Boston Red Sox came back from down 0-3 to the Yankees and won the series? That was quickly shot by a fourth fourth run, top of the third inning, and away the Houston Astros went with that game in the series.
4: Yeah, well, actually, the, the Yankees pulled the lead back. Harrison Bader hit his fifth home run of the postseason, He's and then Glaver Torres yeah. threw the ball away. Um, As obviously the Astros deserve all the credit in the world, and so do the Philadelphia Phillies, there is also a very big story about the New York Yankees once again falling all over themselves here in the postseason. I saw some people say, hey, let's be rational. The Yankees are a very good team who just aren't as good as the Houston Astros. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. First of all, when you get swept by a team, you're not a very good team. And I don't really know how you come away with this saying the Yankees are a very good team. Now, Judge, completely disappointing in this postseason. There's no other way to color it, all right? The batting overall, from an average perspective, was pretty down. Shout-out to Harrison Bader for being the only one to step up. But again, look at the, Josh Donaldson, every time he comes up in a big moment, you go, why is he on this team? Why? is the fourth highest paid – he's the fourth highest paid player, fifth on this baseball team? That's on Brian Cashman. We had some tough moments in the bullpen. Ronalds Chapman is down in Miami. That's on Aaron Boone. They're going to spend this offseason figuring out if they are going to pay a guy that is going to be so easily put into Monument Park, they could already retire his number, and they might want to give him the C. They're going to have to pay him way more than they could have if they just did it this offseason. And the best part is, and you know this, Donnie, because you've been following the Yankees, When they pay Aaron Judge, because I actually think they will, they will then proceed to make no other moves.
5: Yeah, and that seems like the Yankees' M.O. right now because I know there's a lot of Hal Steinbrenner, you know, hate going around, rightfully so, where I think the back page of the uh, post or one of the uh, papers was basically saying, like, yeah, they'll evaluate over the next three days, Kevin, and then they'll bring everybody back and not make any changes at this point. But the one thing I do hate to see when I see Aaron Judge talking, he hasn't done anything wrong, Kevin, but he never brings up, like, man, this is my home, I want to be back here. It's always something like, I haven't thought about it yet, and we'll see next year. That's never a good omen.
4: Listen, if Judge left, it truly wouldn't stun me that much, and it would be all of the Yankees' fault. That's enough of baseball for a while. We'll be right back.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart.
1: Moving over
4: to the NFL. We will not hear from Major League Baseball until Friday. And I don't even know if that is exaggerating, by the way. I think it is very live but there are zero baseball stories from now until Friday. That's usually how baseball likes to do things. Like have your have your time, the NBA, some college football that'll sneak in. It's just baseball's gonna just take a little vacation. Right now, which, again, is totally fine with me. Plus, there's a lot to dive into with the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both lose, again, as decent enough favorites, especially Brady and the Bucks. back-to-back losses as a double-digit favorite. Donnie, I think I know your answer, but I will ask it. For now, the second consecutive week, the more troubling loss... Brady and the Bucs losing to the Panthers 21-3, to or Rodgers and the Packers losing 23-21 to Taylor Heineke and the
5: Commanders? It's actually hard to put into words, which is the more troubling loss, but if we're lining up and we're looking at both of these teams, let's just go from a talent perspective. The Green Bay Packers, and I can and I love this because you can take a victory lap every single week with the Packers. And I remember everybody, week one, August, I said, the Packers are done. They're cooked. They don't have any wide receivers. Donnie, you idiot. Every year they do this. No, they don't do this every year. They don't, they don't go into the season and say, we have zero wide receivers. So let's get after it. They don't do that. So yesterday, I see the Packers with a loss, which we'll get to that game a little bit later. They stink. But I expected them to stink on offense. Now, flip it over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I joked all offseason. And rightfully, and not even so much joking as much as maybe being a little bit more serious, that there's something wrong with Tom Brady. He's not focused. He's leaving camp. He wanted to retire. He didn't retire. He wanted to be in Miami. He's not in Miami. And then you see the product of the results here of things not making too much sense. They get beat yesterday 21-3. to So for me, Kevin, when I take a look at this stuff, I don't think it makes any sense here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The talent is there. What did you change? Outside of Tom Brady losing his relationship at home with Giselle Buncheon and Todd Bowles being inserted in as the head coach, the talent is there. Yesterday, Mike Evans. They had Chris Godwin. They were healthy. Tom Brady was healthy. They played a football team raising the white flag where basically everybody is on sale for that franchise. The head coach is gone. The defensive coordinator is gone. They're looking forward to next year. Heck, they even ran P.J. Walker out there for another game, fully knowing, probably laughing, David Tepper, the owner. We're going to play this out. we got no chance to win. Make sure P.J. Walker gets out there. P.J. Walker threw two touchdown passes. Tom Brady threw zero touchdown passes. Last week, I take a team total on the Carolina Panthers to get 13 and a half points. They scored a defensive touchdown. They didn't get to the 13 and a half points. Fast forward to this week. Your boy DRS because you know what? Get right spot here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can lose this football game. And on top of that, Tom Brady's got to be licking his chops going, you know what? There's going to be so many three and outs for the Carolina Panthers that I'm going to get the football back so much quicker. And you know what? They did and did nothing with it. Tom Brady threw 49 times yesterday. Didn't even throw for 300 yards. Didn't have an interception. Oh, that's pretty good here. No, it's not. He didn't throw for a single touchdown. Now, let's go back and hit the rewind button to the first drive of that football game. Everybody loves it. I love red zone. I love to watch it here. So I'm watching, keeping an eye on some different aspects here. They break in and Hanson goes. Let's take a look at this play down in Carolina with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So one of two things can happen. Tom Brady takes a deep drop back into the pocket. He could get sacked or he could throw an interception. He launches deep. The DB falls down. Mike Evans is going to waltz in with a 75-yard touchdown catch and he drops it out of nowhere. If that wasn't a foreshadowing here, Kevin, that this game was going to be in the dumps, I don't know what was. But my goodness, Tampa Bay, you are the more troubling team because the talent is there, and you just stink.
4: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are averaging 17.7 points per game. That is the exact same number as... The Carolina Panthers, oh, and the Houston Texans as well—maybe the two worst teams Man. in the entire sport. What? Like we've established already, the defense is pretty good, and I—I'm sure there's a part of people. Oh, come on! They gave up 118 on the ground to Dante Foreman. Look, at some point, as a defense, you're you, you break right. You're out there, and you're watching your offense give you a whole lot of nothing. The first points of this game came with 30 seconds left in the first half. They were doing all they could. How many opportunities did Tom Brady and the Bucs need? And I know that there are probably some ideas that, hey, listen, this Carolina defense is not as bad. Is the Carolina defense the worst in the league? No. Did the Rams, though, get theirs? Yes. Did the Niners get theirs? Of course. And at the end of the day, it was a team that entered with one win. Now two. The Bucks sit here at three and four. And what are the redeeming qualities at this point in time? The fact that they were up 21 nothing on the Falcons? I mean, really, what was the last good quarter of football that they've played? somewhere early in that game versus ATL. This has been 10 consecutive quarters of bad by this offense. The tough thing is there were some level of expectations that things would be tough because of the health of the offensive line. We know that the wide receiver room maybe isn't where they had one. Mike Evans is there. Godwin is there. And also, I don't really care about the offensive line health you are playing the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. The Steelers, by the way, have allowed every single opposing quarterback to go over their yards prop other than Tom Brady. Every, they played Zach Wilson. They've allowed every single opposing quarterback to get over. Things in Tampa Bay are very, very bad. The reason why Tampa Bay, though, Donnie, is less of a smash the panic button to some degree is the NFC South is a complete joke. A complete joke. If the Saints were anything other than falling all over themselves, then this would be concerning. But their biggest threat is an Atlanta Falcons team that has been a great story, but probably doesn't cross the finish line. Have you seen the odds in the Kirk Cousins NFC North? Minus 550 on the Minnesota Vikings to win that division. And it's completely justified. What is the Green Bay Packers' excuse for this nonsense? I mean, honestly, like I know the Giants keep finding a way and the Jets keep finding a way. They're finding a way against this broken team. I mean, Rodgers is averaging 5.5 yards per pass. I know the wide receivers are terrible. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. And as you said, and I thought it was such a good point, like, Donnie, if the wide receivers are so bad, then why do you have what is supposed to be one of the best running back combinations in football and somehow give them 12 combined carries?
5: It's pretty amazing. And also, what's the other, like, unicorn that flies around every week? Now, usually it's Julio Jones we look at with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, his question every week never plays. The David Bakhtiari, I've been ready to play for three and a half years, but somehow on Friday practices, I stumble and, like, hurt my knee or hurt my ankle and can't show up. But you're right about something. Didn't you draft and keep these running backs here because maybe you're going to get go a little bit more offensive center because you're going to lean on a defense that you thought was going to be much tougher than what it is right now, and it hasn't worked out at all. You're supposed to say, okay, if we can run the football, the play-action game will work, and I trust Matt LaFleur as my offensive coordinator slash head coach to put us in the right positions, and that doesn't work here. But look at their schedule. I'm not even saying for the Green Bay Packers, Kevin, that they should have won the game opening gate the Vikings. They're on the road. I thought they would lose regardless here, 23-7. But you beat the Bears, Bucks, and Patriots three straight winners. If, and I'm just saying this, if you had Devontae Adams, you know what? You beat the Giants, Jets, and the Commanders on top of that. Donnie, you don't know that. Yes, I do. When one wide receiver draws triple teams out there, you know who looks at whoa, Tanya's a really good tight end. Yeah, he stinks without a top wide receiver. Well, how about Randall Cobb? Oh, man, he's so crafty as that, you know, inside guy. Yeah, why? Because nobody's paying attention to him. Now they pay attention to him. Or Alan Lazard has to step up in the biggest moments, goes out with a shoulder injury yesterday after a huge 55-yard performance. Everybody knew that trading Devontae Adams was a joke, but here's what I need, Kevin. Tread deadline's coming up here. Do me a solid, Green Bay. Go and get, like, two wide receivers and prove everybody wrong and go on a run here and say, hey, Green Bay, we always had it. No, you didn't. You don't have wide receivers in the National Football League, in a passing league, you're not going to win. Sometimes I take a little bit of glee in this, and every single week we can reconvene right here on the early line and say, hey, Packers, having a wide receiver, that usually works out better.
4: You know, the thing is, can I tell you that they win all three of them? I don't know. I promise you they don't lose all three. Because sure. – don't even they had, what, four losses at most each year with Matt LaFleur? They're three and four. They're going to yeah. rip off ten in a row. I have my doubts. Next game in Buffalo on oh. Sunday night. No. Not a get-right spot, I'll tell you that. I feel like they could possibly sneak one out, though. That would be very no. Rogers. But let's be honest here. Let's be, on- let's be honest here. When does this turn around? Again, Right now, you have Tampa Bay at 7-1 to win the NFC, and the Packers are at 14-1. Again, the Bucs have a great spot within their division. But I'll tell you this right now. As the Packers have better odds to win the NFC than the New York Giants, it is way more likely that the Giants make the playoffs than the Green Bay Packers. A lot more to get to. We're live with you here on a Monday morning. It's a quick break, and we're right back.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
6: Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
4: back with you here on Sports Grid, continuing to take a look at what Week 7 has offered up so far. And you have to go to the Bay. The Christian McCaffrey debut spoiled by the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. By the way, the Niners led in this game 10-0. It is the third time that the Chiefs have trailed by double digits this season. They are 3-0 in those games. We can debate who the best team in the league is. Most people would say the Bills. Some would say the Eagles, you'd get a couple of Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think there is any debate who the best offense in the league is. Because that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now for the second time this season, they have gone on the road against a top five defense and hung 40 on them. 44 in the Bay. 423 yards for Patrick Mahomes. As a team, they ran for 112 yards with a three-headed now running back room, three passing touchdowns, none of them even to Travis Kelsey, 124 for Juju Smith-Schuster, 111 for MVS, and Travis still chipped in, of course, 98 yards. This is, to me, without a shadow of a doubt, the best offense in the league so far this season, no doubt.
5: It's balanced too. It really is. And who would have thought in a football game with such big stakes here that Chad Henney and Brock Purdy would end up closing this one down. But if you look at the Chiefs on offense, Andy Reid is a sensational play caller, just a magician out here. You want to talk about, oh, it's going kind to of struggle here. We lose Tyree Kill. We had a couple new wide receivers. Come on now. Look at the spread. Juju Smith-Schuster, seven for 124. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three for 111. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Both of those guys coming from free agent acquisitions. Hey, Green Bay, look at that, man. You lose a really good wide receiver. You're placed with a couple solid guys, and you keep it moving forward. I know oh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, six for 98. Almost three players over the century mark. Patrick Mahomes, 34 attempts, 423 yards. That's good for 12.4 yards per completion here. three touchdown passes. This is what makes the Kansas City Chiefs so scary. This is how important it was the week before where the Buffalo Bills absolutely needed to beat the Chiefs because nobody wants to play the Chiefs nonetheless and play them in Kansas City. But this is also a game that you can take a look at the San Francisco 49ers, Kevin. This opened up during the week, minus three to the Kansas City Chiefs at the FanDuel Sportsbook, two-and-a-halves, twos, one-and-a-half ones, and then finally on game day, switching over to the 49ers as a favorite, and they opened up to a double-digit lead. I saw a stat come across my TV screen this morning that was absolutely stunning. Patrick Mahomes, 13-9. and nine. So, Well, that's a pretty good record. What's that mean? When he's down double digits in a football game. That is astounding. And that means, Kevin, as you've pointed out so many times, Hey, the Chiefs get down double digits. Ah, shut it off. They just didn't have it today. No, keep it on because something magical is about to happen, and it did yesterday. They blew the Niners off the field.
4: It's it's oh, it's run to run to the sports book. Let's get in on the yeah. Chiefs live at two to one money lines. and pick them all of the sudden in games they were big favorites in. That that's what you do, and you you, you fire away and you trust they'll figure this out because it continuously. Has happened now in this in this season, and it's happened throughout Patrick Mahomes' career. It's just incredible to watch on the Niners' side of it. Look, they were under 500 at this point in the time uh, at this point in the season last year as well. Again, it's difficult to you you lose to Atlanta. I think a lot of that had to do with the injuries that they were suffering on the offensive uh, or defensive line, rather. But to try and get right against KC off of a loss, certainly no easy task. For the Niners, they, like, it kind of captures it all, right? CMC had a couple of moments, right? We didn't probably get enough Debo Samuel in this game. The defense, it, obviously this was a tough look, but you saw it. Hey, Jimmy, can you go out there and make a couple of plays? Absolutely not. I don't know why you would ask. And that will, at some point, Donnie, during the Niners postseason run, come true once again when they fall short, short of their ultimate destination.
5: Yeah, and, and uh, again, back to the original point with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know he can't win big games. This was a big game. He didn't win it. I'm not going to say the Niners won't make the playoffs because the talent across the board is there. They'll probably, well, even without a quarterback, you could put uh, Christian McCaffrey, a quarterback, and run the Wildcat the rest of the way with Debo Samuel. You end up getting into the playoffs. But again, looking at this football team, and they're not better off. Like, we couldn't anticipate Trey Lance getting hurt and being knocked out for the season. So maybe they are in a better spot because Jimmy Garoppolo is there and they can get to the playoffs. We're going to see the same thing over and over. And it's one of those things, again, where it's almost like a certain faction fighting against each other. What a wonderful move to have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. Well, then why did you trade up in your draft, giveaway three first-round draft picks to get Trey Lance when you had Jimmy Garoppolo on your roster? It's almost like San Francisco outs themselves. But something just is missing, and it's a quarterback able to go get it. Now, sometimes it is a little bit unfair. What do you want him to do, Donnie? Go get it against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, at home in this spot when you're the favorite. Yeah, go out and get it with a double-digit lead at home. Go out and secure this game. What do you want him to do, Donnie? Threw do for 303 and two touchdowns, but that one interception could have been game-changing at the end. Don't just lob it up in the air into double coverage for the interception. How about you make the right read? I don't know. He doesn't have enough weapons, Kevin, in the red zone. Apparently, with Run CMC, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk, that's the blame right there at this point. Stop the madness, man. In the biggest moments of games, Jimmy Garoppolo comes up extremely small. He did that again yesterday, giving him a chance to take the lead at the half and set through an interception, and that led to 30 second-half points and a wrap from Kansas City.
4: Here's the thing with that, though, as well. We Garoppolo's bad. We know that. Kyle Shanahan, unbelievable play caller. Not the best decision-maker, though. It's third and three. There's a minute 32 left. You're on the five-yard line. The Chiefs have one timeout left. You run the football worst, worst, worst case scenario is you make Pat and the Chiefs burn that timeout. That's your worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you score. Second second best case scenario, you pick up three yards and it's a fresh set of downs and you now know you have the football for the rest of the half. But you, you, you have Jimmy throw it. That's just a bad idea. That's a bad decision made by Kyle Shannon. And we've seen Kyle's decision-making come back to bite him. One thing I absolutely love is next week, the Niners, now looking to avoid a third consecutive loss, get the exact team that they're hoping to see, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, though, are coming off of a bye, which is exactly where you want to be if you're the L.A. Rams. The winner in all of this, considering one of them has to lose next week or a tie, Four and three, first place, Geno Smith-led, Seattle Seahawks. My goodness, Seattle. Currently a plus 550 price to win the division, the third best odds, still certainly with some distance. I have my doubts that this is real, uh, real enough to cross the finish line. But Seattle is certainly in the mix, Donnie, as they go to L.A. and absolutely paced the Chargers 37-23.
5: It was impressive. It really was. And by the way, for people out there that uh, don't like turf, they need grass, a lot of guys got carted off yesterday, particularly there with the Los Angeles Chargers as well. Uh, Mike Williams left that game. We'll see how devastating that leg injury is as well as J.C. Jackson. But also, flip it over to Seattle. When everything is starting to go their way, the offense is moving the ball. DK Metcalf goes down with an injury. and We'll find out a little bit more today on what that is. But when you talk about drafting running backs, yeah, I do laugh and poke some fun. That's it. How many running backs can you have? Apparently not enough. As you draft Kenneth Walker, 23 carries, 168 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Yesterday with the one that put him away, a 74-yard touchdown run. It's been sensational. And I do eat a little bit of crow on Geno Smith, who's playing very good football. I look at that game at 37 to 23, and every highlight I saw was like a big play by Geno Smith, so I keep checking the 210 passing yards and figure it's missing a one on the front of it as 310 passing yards, but they didn't need them all the way through. They were the better team over the Chargers, which leads me to believe Brandon Staley. Didn't you bring in a lot of defensive players? A high payroll, a defensive Mm. genius coming over from Mm. the Rams, getting shredded for 37 points and now sit four and three. And it seems like the entire team is banged up now outside of Austin. Ackerman. Come on, man. Austin Ackerman had 12 catches yesterday. Stop the madness. That guy's going to, you're going to run him into the ground. And what do you have left? But I don't know. What's more disappointing on the season. The fact that the Seattle Seahawks are going to lose DK Metcalf, and maybe an honest chance to win this division or the chargers in the AFC West gone. I you're more talented than a four and three. What gives?
4: Hmm. They, they are more talented than a four and three. But They have one of the worst coaches in the National Football League. And if you watch and listen to this show, you've known that for a long time now. You're not surprised that an offense with any level of competency went into L.A. and had their way with this clown. Last season, the four worst defenses in the league were the New York Jets, The Detroit Lions, the Atlanta Falcons, all right, really, really bad. Oh, and the Los Angeles Chargers, right after them, the Jacksonville Jaguars that won one game. What are the Chargers doing there? it's, It's not Brandon's fault. We don't have enough talent. Oh, okay. So they go out, they get J.C. Jackson, who's been awful. They get Khalil Mack. They hope and pray. And they are once again a bottom four scoring defense in the league. You have to be kidding me. What does he bring to the table? questionable fourth down decisions. Because at this point, it's not even consistent whether or not he's going to go for it. He'll just go for it when it's the wrong decision. Or the clown that he calls an offensive coordinator by his side will make the wrong play call. And have a big body Austin Eckler dive into a pot. What do we do? What are we doing (laughs) The Chargers aren't real, but again, you've known that if you've tuned in and listened to this show. Brandon Staley will be fired at the end of this season. Everybody then next year will not be in on the Chargers because the Chargers have now burned them maybe too many times. And okay, Dubs will swoop in and let you know that that is when we can start to consider this a real football team. But to circle back on Seattle, you know, do I think that Russell Wilson held them back? No. <laughs> but for one of the best offenses in the league to be the Seattle Seahawks and def- and the worst, the worst scoring offense in the league to be the Denver Broncos, it's not insignificant. Pete Car- like Donnie, you and I both talked that Pete Carroll was a dead man walking sure to be fired. Yeah. Yep. He's probably going to get a contract extension if he wants. He's as vibrant as ever. They've smashed the Kenneth Walker pick. Marquise Goodwin, f- finally now. You know, every team signs Marquise Goodwin. They go, look how fast yes. he is. This is going to be a great mm-hmm. decision. And then it doesn't really pan out while well, he's working here. They've got Tyler Lockett. They lose. DK. Like, it. Just it's just working right now. The problem ultimately for me on Seattle, like, Donnie is – Take them and move them to the NFC South, and we're having a much different conversation. I think the NFC West is too deep for them to cross the finish line here and win this division.
5: Yeah, I think it is as well. Like, sooner or later, the cream is going to rise to the top, and you see the more talented teams are going to get ahead. Because the one thing that we do know is Seattle doesn't have a very good defense, and sometimes you have to lean your hat on that late in the season if you want to make a playoff run or a divisional run. But also, keep an eye on the DK Metcalf injury. I mean, that's the guy that, you know, the engine that makes those wide receivers go where you got to double cover him and lock it gets wide open and it allows you to have even more in your running game. So keep an eye on that situation as it moves forward. But it's pretty good, pretty good scenario right now. We thought Geno Smith would be out of, the, out of the league and maybe by week six or seven, forget about Matt Rule being fired, it might have been Pete Carroll. Not the case. They're <laughs> playing good football every single week, which is amazing.
4: Drew Locke was going to win this job if he didn't get COVID. <laughs> Like, he was very clearly going to win the job, if not for catching COVID, and instead, Geno Smith is leading the Seattle Seahawks to a winning record. Incredible stuff Quick Break the Early Line continues.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24 7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. Closing out
4: our number one right here on the early line. And I want to take a quick look at some of the quick stories early into the season in the NBA. The big one right now is an 0-3 start for the Los Angeles Lakers. A loss to the Warriors on their home floor in Golden State. Okay, fine. You lose a close one to the Clippers, it happens. You blow a fourth quarter lead at home to the Portland Trail Blazers and fall to 0-3. Things start to sting. The problem for all of this is, though, once again, the story of the game, Russell Westbrook. In a game where the L.A. Lakers were up by one with 30 seconds remaining, Russell Westbrook decides to get a two for one? Are you out of your mind? Look at the reaction when you see the highlight of that Russell Westbrook decision. Look at the reaction from LeBron James. Look at the reaction from Anthony Davis. It's a losing basketball play. No one cares about two for one when one of the two is going to be useless. And, of course, it was useless. I saw someone say, yeah, well, Russell Westbrook took a shot from his go-to spot. He's shooting 29% from the field. He has no go-to spots, not a single one. He is a losing basketball player. The Lakers are an unserious team until they trade him, at least again until they send him home. He is going to tank their season before it even gets off the ground. And the Lakers' schedule is not going to get easier. Absolutely nuking any chance this Lakers team has at success. Elsewhere in the league, the Utah Jazz are 3-0. and And not a weird 3-0 where they played the Thunder twice in the Orlando Magic. No, they've beaten the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road in overtime, and then the Pelicans on the road in overtime. At some point, the Jazz might need to trade players a little bit sooner than anticipated because the tank is not going exactly how intended. Oh, and a quick Kawhi check-in. The Clippers, three games into their season. Game number one, off the bench, great for a win. Game number two, he didn't even play. And then last game, gave them 21 minutes off the bench. Again, Kawhi watch shall be fascinating.
0: We'll be right back. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart.